Mommy, you miss me, don't you? Haters, wish you could hit me, don't you? <laughs> you should call me uncle, I understand. I'm backed by popular demand. That new CL slide, outside of Popeyes, eating chicken and fries. Yeah, come holla at your uncle, I understand. Welcome back to the Popular Demand Podcast. This is episode 16. I can't believe we've been doing it this long. Uh, this is going to be probably a shorter podcast episode. Uh, t- this week we only it's just me, Jay, and also my cousin Jaquez. What's up? And we're gonna just keep it short, sweet to the point because we got other things to do besides this. And we're only gonna probably talk about basketball. I think Kid Cudi album releasing tonight. Kid Cudi and Kanye West are releasing a collab album tonight. Tonight, okay. I'll look I out for that. Yeah, I intend to listen to that. We'll probably talk about that next week. But what I want to talk to you about was a couple of topics, Jacquez, that, that popped up in my head. Namely, one that happened earlier this week when people were comparing Curry to the best point guards all time. I started thinking to myself, after Curry gets this third ring, is is after having three rings, two MVPs, even if he don't get Finals MVP, it's safe to say. That Curry is a top three point guard all time. What do you think about that? Um, he, he I seen the ESPN list because uh, I was arguing. We was arguing with Tay about yeah. who was the top ten point guards, and I said Chris Paul was top ten. Because they I think ESPN had Chris Paul ranked six, and I think they had Steph at three or four. It was, it was either three or four. I I know for sure. I believe it was yeah. Magic. Then maybe probably Oscar probably. Yeah, Oscar and. Uh, uh, I'll probably say probably Isaiah. Yeah, he might have been in front of Isaiah. He might have been. He might have been at that three spot. Then Isaiah was four. Then somebody else was five. Then it was, but they had Chris Paul above. Probably Steve. Stockton. Yeah, it was Stockton. Stockton. They had then after Chris Paul, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. But I, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, he, because honestly, when I look at like the accomplishments that the point guards in the top five have actually done, like let's let's go down the list. There is Magic. Magic. I think Magic won five or six rings. I think he got five. five. So he has five rings. Um, I don't know how many MVPs Magic has, but five rings. I think he has most. Most he got most of those Finals MVPs. Yeah. I don't think Will got like one or two. No, no, not Will, but Kareem. Kareem, Kareem. I think Kareem. I think Kareem only has two Final MVPs out of the six championships he won. So the rest of them might have went to Magic, honestly. So he might have like four to three final MVPs. I didn't. I forgot to check that before I got on. Uh, then you have Oscar Robertson. I think Oscar Robertson had one championship, maybe two, but I think he had one. And I think he got finals MVP in that championship when he played with Kareem. Then you have John Stockton, no championships, no MVPs. Then you have Isaiah Thomas, who two, got two yeah, rings, two. but he only got finals MVP for one. Somebody, I forgot who the other guy was. Who got the um, probably was uh, James, uh, the shooting guard James Starks, John Starks. No, not John Starks. He played for the Knicks. Knicks. Oh, uh, I forgot the guy's name. I don't know. Is Dum- Dumbar? Dumbar. Dumbar. He, I Dumbar. think he averaged like Just twenty-seven Dumbar. points in that um, finals. Um, and then that's that's Nash, MVP, two-time MVP. No, I already got no that. T- yeah, but but he don't have any titles. He was 50, 40, 50, 40, 90 club. Steph Curry did that. So, and it's Chris, and down. Chris, Chris Paul, no MVPs, no rings. And then Kid, Kid no, no rings. No rings. Finals appearance, though. Yeah, finals right. appearance, though. So, when you think about Curry, three, two MVPs, three rings, 
Even if there's no final MVP. Greatest shoot of all time. Greatest shoot of all time. 50-40-90 club. Did he get a scoring title? Did, uh, this MVP season? Did he get a scoring title? I don't know. Because I know he averaged like 30. I know he averaged like 30. He, he did average. He averaged 30 in that 50-40-90 season. I think he did. So, I, I don't know who else would have averaged more than 30 points that year. Oh, was that... No, it couldn't have been Russ because that's when KD was still there. There, yeah. Uh, wasn't Harden. Wasn't Harden average like 25 that year. Yeah, like 27, 28, I think. So, yeah, he might did get the scoring title that year. So, he got a, a scoring title. So, like, if you compare him to Isaiah Thomas, like, he, like they both moderate defenders. I think that's being uh, fair to both of them. While Curry is a more dynamic scorer. scorer. And he gets assists as well. Yeah, and he's able to get assists. Granted, Isaiah Thomas was a great passer as well, but I don't think his passing is that much better than Curry to the point that it offsets how great of an offensive talent that Curry is and how right. important he is on his team. So I think it's fair to say that he surpassed Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. That's great. And if you look at someone like John Stockton, because this is something too. I asked this question on Twitter. And somebody on Twitter made this point. Like, how can he be one of the best point guards of all time when he don't really play like a true point guard? Like, you know, like a lot of the other point guards are like guys who create a, who create a lot. Like, um, Stockton has a, has a record for the most assists all time. Should should we be able to say that Steph Curry is a better point guard than, than, Steph, yeah, than Steph Curry, who plays a lot of off-ball, honestly? What uh, ESPN has Stockton, then Curry. Yeah. They got well. Yeah. You you was actually at, you was right. You hit right on the nail. It was Magic, then Oscar, Oscar. Robertson, then uh, let me see what Oscars. Yeah, Oscar did get a championship. You were yeah. right about that. And he actually he did. He got an MVP. Oscar got an MVP. Twelve okay. time All Star, eleven time All NBA selection, Rookie of the Year, Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he got that Finals MVP though. Let me see. What did he not? Let me. Let me look at Magic uh, accomplishment. They show Finals MVP. Yep, he didn't get Finals MVP. Uh, Magic got three Finals MVPs, three MVPs, 12-time All-Star, 10 time, ten All-NBA, and that's not to even mention that his career got cut. You know? Short because of, you know, HIV. Ooh. Rest in peace. But, um, yeah, the Stockton, Nick Curry, then Isaiah, Chris, yep, same, just about the same. Yeah, so I think it's – it kind of crept up on us. I ain't something I just really thought about. But I know people trying to like Steph Curry better than Chris Paul. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I know he had a dynamic ass season. This is a phenomenal season. Let's just wait out and see what he does from here on out. Because before his first MVP season, aside from his shooting, he just won nothing to scream top five all-time point guard. All right. But now these past couple seasons, he just with these back-to-back trips to the finals, winning multiple MVPs. Showing that he can do more than just shoot. Yeah, showing he can do more than just shooting. And even showing that how much his shooting impacts a team because when he's not out there, how different the team looks without right. him. I think it's it's safe to say that Steph Curry is a top three point guard all time. Once he gets his ring, they up 3-0. He's about to win his ring. Yeah. And unless, I hope he gets like a 40-point game so he can get this finals MVP. Yeah, I really, I really want him to get it. Because that's the, that's the next thing I'm going to ask you. How do you think it affects Steph Curry's legacy? Let's say that he never actually wins another ring. I'm pretty sure he ends up winning another ring. Because I, I know everybody on Gold State team going to run it back. I'm confident that. How do you feel or how do you think it impacts Steph Curry's legacy? If they never win another championship again and he doesn't have an out of, and then, and out of all those three rings he got, he doesn't have a finals MVP in any of them. 
Man, honestly, from the last couple finals MVPs, it really looks like the nigga who guard LeBron gets the finals MVP. Like, that's basically, if you think about it, uh, Durant, Kawhi, and uh, Iguodala. And, uh, and the only exception to that rule is Dirk. Yeah. That's the only exception to that rule. It, anybody who guards LeBron gets it. Because I don't even think Iguodala had better numbers than Curry in that final. It's just that his, he impacted the game, game. by s- but, slowing you know, down LeBron. You know, he made some impact plays. got steals from Bron in, mo- in moments where it mattered. Yeah. You know, forced some missed shots on LeBron when it mattered. You know, like, that kind of stuff. But that, that to me, that's not really but the that's what but, fin- but finals MVP just, you know... You got you got the ring, you got that regular those that the unanimous regular season MVP, the first ever, only ever unanimous unanimous MVP. That's big. That's them big volumes. That speaks way more volumes than any finals MVP, finals MVP could. Just because you know people love to talk about clutch and talk about the finals and finals performances, because you know how they hold it over Kobe, that um he don't he didn't get finals MVP for the first three championships. So you know they kind of hold it over his head, and technically- it, it really it, they just say that just to get under Kobe fans' uh, skin. It's not nothing. That nigga had Shaq. Shaq top five all time. Like. But see, you know I think that's a, we we say that in, in jest because so many people try to say that Kobe's like the greatest ever. I'm like chill out. I mean he had a guy who was yeah. winning in five MVPs on his team. I don't think maybe even if someone has an argument about if Durant is better than Curry all time, they'd be like nah because Durant won two final MVPs. Over Curry on the team, because right. I think and people hate. I don't know. Do you think that winning these final MVPs and winning these two rings and staying with Golden State? Because something tells me I don't think Durant's gonna ever gonna leave Golden State. I don't really think he has a motive to leave. Like a lot of people want him to leave. I don't think he has. Nah, he doesn't have a motive to leave. What's the might as well keep racking up championships? Yeah, like I don't see why he like who would he even go to. Like, what would be his motive to go somewhere else? Go back to OKC? Why? I don't think he really care about them that much. Like, like LeBron cared about Cleveland. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he obviously don't give a fuck about the Wizards because he didn't even meet with them in free agency the other year. So he, he damn sure don't care about his hometown. So I don't really see why he leave. He seems happy. For the most part, he got rings, got final MVPs, winning. So I think he finished his career there. I'm going to say this. Do you think – who you think finishes higher all time – Steph Curry or Kevin Durant? Uh, depends on who. Depends on how many championships they win and how those finals MVPs Play divide. Out. That's the only way you can really say. Say even though Wardell, you know, even though Wardell does have that unanimous MVP over KD, if KD gets three finals MVPs being on the same team as him, that speaks you know, volumes. Yeah, that speaks volumes. And then. I don't know. Shit, really? I mean, it's tick for tack, honestly. Shit, they're both on big chilling right now. They ain't really got nothing to worry about. Nah. And it's, it's, too, it's still too early to say exactly where they land all time. It's easy to say it in a position. It's like I said, Curry being top three. Uh, I, Durant, you, probably, you might say Durant has um, surpassed Bird because in my mind, it's the top three is um, Braun, Bird, and um, Durant in terms of skills. Ooh, you ever see? You gonna shit on Dr. J like that? Man? Nah, man. Yeah, no, dude. No, shit dude. on Dr. J. He was MJ for MJ, man. You just gonna shit no, on Dr. J like that? I, no disrespect to Dr. J. I think that Kevin Durant is a better basketball player than Dr. J. He just, just the, t- the type of score he is. He's arguably one of the better scores we ever seen, like ever. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Damn. What, 
Because, you know, just like how Curry had 50-40-90 in his 30-point season, I think Kevin Durant was 50-40-90 in his 30-point season as well. I might be tripping. I know he's been in the 50-40-90 club, though. Yeah. He is in there He is in there with, just like uh, Curry is. So he's crazy efficient on, the, um, on low volume of shots. So I think that uh, shout, shout out to Steph Curry, shout out to Kevin Durant, but fuck the Warriors. Facts. Because... I'm sick and tired of. I'm. I'm not sick. It's not tired. that we sick and tired of the same team. It's that we sick and t- like. It's, it's, it's it, a difference between like when Kobe them three peated and when like the the Celtics and the Magic, not the Celtics and the Magic, but the Celtics and the uh, Lakers played back to back. Yeah. You never knew who was gonna win the series. Yeah. It this, was competitive. Yeah, it was competitive. Like the most competitive series we've gotten in the past two years that involved the Warriors was that Rocket series, series. and to just. For having one competitive series in two years, that's not that's not really fun at all. It's, it was, don't get me wrong, the playoffs to me were fun. Watching the Rockets beat the teams they beat, and, and watching, watching Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell, watching Ben Shout Simmons. Out to, Donovan Mitchell. to me, this is one of the more fun playoff playoffs because teams actually a lot of teams actually were competing round around, except for the Raptors and whoever um Golden State, whoever was in front of Golden State. Nah. What's name's tribe, fam? Pelicans tried their best. They tried their damn hardest. They but. tried their damn best. Shouts out to the Pelicans. No shouts out to the Spurs. Nah, I don't really do shit. They, they really Mon- Actually, shouts out to Manu. Fuck the Spurs. You know, shouts hey! I know one thing. We might have the Warriors in the finals four more times, but Manu and Ginobili going to be playing them in the first hey. round for four more years. Four more years, Manu. Uh, I, this is something I wanted to ask you. Can KD, if KD did leave for some any shape, form, or fashion, can he afford to lose if he leaves? As in, if he leaves to prove, no, I feel like people feel like he should leave to gain our respect. But let's say KD leaves and he goes to a team and he's a clear cut best player on that team. Like there's nobody who could possibly be more important or possibly better. Because I think that he's better than Steph Curry right now. But. It's not clear that he's better than Steph Curry. Right. And it's not clear that he's more important than Steph Curry to that team. team. So let's say he goes to a team where he is clearly better than everybody on the team. So he goes to the Trailblazers. Let's say the Trailblazers. If he was to go there, he would be damn sure better than Dame Lillard and CD McCullum and damn sure more important to him if he goes there. Can he afford to lose on those teams and not go to the finals? Man. After declaring himself, I think LeBron's passed the torch to me. After going to a team as good as the Warriors and winning Finals MVP, and saying that I did my share of the work, and that I I worked and I earned this, can Kevin Durant afford to go anywhere else and be a loser? It depends on what type of league it is, because from right now it's looking like it's going to become a super team league. Yeah. Where all the stars are just gonna, but just because of what he did. Yeah. So if it becomes a super team league where the Rockets become a super team, then let's say Paul George goes to the 76ers and they become a somewhat super team. And then you got the Celtics. And then you got the Celtics. And then, you know, then the Warriors probably stay, they're going to be still intact. So they quote unquote a super team. If he goes to, you know, let's say Trailblazers or whoever Derrick Rose, whoever team he's on, going to be the super teams. And now, hold on. I want to ask you something, Jacqueline. Do you remember? When Derrick Rose first signed the Knicks, and it was him, Joe Kim Noah, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, who else did they sign? I think Courtney Lee. Yeah. He said, and they asked him, how do you feel about, um, maybe it was the Warriors? Maybe it was the LeBron team. He said, I, I feel like we got a super team. 
We ain't gonna speak on that, Joe. We not gonna take this beautiful podcast or bring it in that field. I had to bring that up, man. That's shot to Derrick Rose, wherever he is. Probably rehabilitation. No, no. You know what? He said they was gonna go 82 and 0. He said, I don't see why we can't. That's exactly what he He said. He said we're gonna go 82 and 0. That's that's fucking hilarious. No shots out to Derrick Rose. No shots out to you. They got a lot of confidence. Shot to Derrick Rose confidence. Because it takes a lot to get up in front of the world and say, I think we have a super team with Joe Kim Noah, your center. Hey, joking though. And, Mark, uh, and Carmelo Anthony, MVP. and Carmelo Anthony, your best player. Melo with the Nuggets, maybe. Nah, maybe. Not even Melo with the Nuggets. But so you feel like if the t- if there's if the um. But I do. I wouldn't say that he'd be a. He can. He got. I mean, he got that hardware. Like time washes all. Yeah. Like we like we had that discussion with Tay about AI. Nobody. Everybody talks about that one season in two thousand one. Nobody gives a fuck about the rest of his career. Yeah. And, you know, because time watches, like, everybody, all, all everybody remembers are the highlights. The multitude of scenes yeah. going to be in a race. They're going to remember, oh, they're going to be like, damn, remember when KD dribbled down and pulled up that three in front of in LeBron's face? Yeah. Or, damn, you remember this year when he, when LeBron went under the screen instead of guarding Kevin Durant himself? Yeah. And Kevin Durant did the ISO pull up from fucking 40 feet? Like, that's what people going to remember. They're not really going to. If he were to leave and never make it back, maybe I wouldn't say long as he's not, you know, not making the playoffs at all. But if he's just making like the second round and getting put out by a better team, yeah, or some shit like that, long as he's competing, yeah, that's respectable. Because you know, in the future, there's gonna be people looking up basketball reference Wikipedia, you know, doing their Google trying to learn about a player. If they go look up Kevin Durant, what are they gonna see? Two-time Final MVP, two-time champion, 50-40-90 club, scoring title, MVP. Like, this nigga good. Like, All right. And made it to the finals in 2011. Yeah. As like a 23? 23, 22-year-old. 23, 20, yeah. Hey, he was young. Yeah. Average 30. Average 30. Average 30. Like, you know, that's that's tough. That's tough. I just, I really wish he wasn't just a bitch-ass nigga, bro. Like, it's as it's, it's simple as that. Like, he got all the keys to be like somebody's favorite player. It's, it's kind of, I don't say it's kind of cool, but it's kind of, it's kind of unique to see a player not just be oozing with confidence. You know, we got like Kobe, who's like, I'm the, I know I'm better than you. I know I'm better than you. And you got like Jordan, who know he feel like he better than all black people. Then you got facts. <laughs> and you even and no, even though LeBron will walk around like that, you know LeBron. Nah, LeBron says like he says I'm the best player in the world. world. He yeah, says he, said, he said I'm the best player in the world. You know, he made that joke about well, he didn't make a he, he wasn't really joking. He said at the end of the day, y'all y'all go back to y'all jobs while I'm rich. Like he made that comment during the. Um, Maverick series. Hey, shout out LeBron. At the end of the day, y'all broken. I'm not. That's basically what we told everybody. But it's interesting to see a player as great as KD be insecure about his own talents and about his own legacy. I, because there's a lot of people who are like who are KDs in real life who yeah. aren't really sure about the decision they're making, aren't just 100 percent confident in themselves. So it's unique. It's it's kind of angles. It's kind of angles. Not exactly cool. Unique. It's, it's, it's unique. not cool. It's unique. I don't think it's cool to see KD cry and shit all the time. And, oh, I don't know about it. Love me. And then go through like little phases where he thinks he's a tough guy. Then he doesn't. And then he's just, just doing weird shit. Like out of character shit. Like. According, according to Kanye West being being bipolar is a superpower. Shout out to KD for being Bruce Banner <sighs> of the NBA. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'll let you have that one. Okay. Uh... So, LeBron is primed to lose his six finals. 
He about to be 3-6 in the finals. I'm pretty sure a lot of people, this will change a lot of people's opinions about Lamar all time. Now, not be minds, he's still second best all time. And a lot of people mind, he's still the best all time. I asked you, I asked you and Mary this before. What exact, if we talking about LeBron being the number one player all time, if we want to make that case for him, what makes LeBron the GOAT? Alright, I personally don't think he's uh, Jordan-esque yet. He hasn't made it there yet. But he's not, he's not too, he's not as far as behind as he was. So, I give him that much. But, what the thing that separates LeBron from everybody is the fact that he can literally, literally do everything on the court. Like literally, he can post. He got the, he got the post fade. He can bully you. He can shoot threes. He can dribble. He, he can dribble. finesse. He yeah. can you know, just and he's uber athletic. Like he can literally whatever you ask him to. He the he the perfect player. If you ask this player, uh, LeBron needs you to play the five this game. Basically, what Magic was yeah. for the um. Lakers at one point. Yeah. You know, we need you to play the fire this game. All right, now you're really, but you're really the point guard. Oh, yeah. We need you to do this, that, and the other. He can play everything, and he does it at an uber, uber efficient rate. Like, a lot of people say, they're like, man, LeBron playing bad. I look up, LeBron is shooting 47% from the field. It's, it's crazy because even in games where I'm like using the eye test, I'm watching LeBron, I'm like, LeBron ain't really engaged. LeBron don't seem like LeBron really trying. Look at the stat sheet, 36 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. And a lot of people attribute that to volume. But a lot of players can have the ball in their hands a lot. But then they'll end up probably having like 10 to 9 turnovers, a la Westbrook. Or they'll end up, be, they'll end up shooting 40%, a la Westbrook. And Harden. And Harden. But they don't. But LeBron doesn't. He has the ball in his hands, and he plays nearly flawless to perfect basketball. Exactly. Day in and, and day, day out. out. Like you said in the last podcast, which I was telling you that you should pin. That last part where we said, when you were talking about how we take Bron, making it to nine NBA Finals for granted, mm-hmm. being able to play 48 minutes nonstop at an uber efficient rate, never getting tired. Yeah. Just, you know, just hooping. Like, you know, yeah. everybody like, well, they get paid to hoop. They sh- you should be able to do that. No, that's a lot of wear and tear Tell on your body. body. Same nigga, same nigga saying that they probably go to the park right now and play a pickup game. They knees hurt the next day. Exactly. Saying you, you know, you should be able to play. You, get, you should be able to do that every day and not be feeling bad. No, no, my nigga. Oh. You, niggas is humans. Like there's, there are boundaries and there's limits to the human body. body. Exactly. And it's utterly astounded that LeBron plays at the level, at the pace, at the speed, and at the usage rate he has. Because he doesn't take summers off people. He doesn't take he doesn't take them off. Like you can find a million even though everybody was laughing at LeBron last summer when he was when he cut his head ball yeah. and he was in there, you know, turning <laughs> up and yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he was doing all that, but but you seen in every single video, what was he at? In the gym. In the gym. He and, was always in the gym. And never had a major injury. Fifteen years. Never. I don't think he ever missed more than ten games in a season. Closest he probably got to missing maybe 10 games is probably when he was in the Miami Heat days. Yeah, he was unable and they were resting him. Right. But he didn't even like doing that. He, they would do that for precautionary stuff. He would have back pains. I mean, he, but. Like, yeah, the, the biggest thing is he cramps. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. That's amazing for a superstar to never. Even Jordan had a, a, a big he, injury. He had a big injury towards the beginning of his career. Yeah, like, was it like second th- season? Second, yeah, like, yeah a foot, second. like a foot injury or something. Yeah, like, like even the, you know, which I, I hope we're not jinxing anything. Nah. But. Well, not at this point. At this point, if he get hurt, man. 
<laughs> you know, we're not, we not, yeah, we not gonna say that, but, but shit, still, that's 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 amazing. Cause then, then look at Joe, he took two years off, right? And then you know, he then retired and took three years off. So LeBron is never taking a break, and I, I think did, people. And then, like you friend. said with Joe, uh, with LeBron, you said um, he didn't take, he doesn't take a break. I just lost it. It was on, it was on the tip of my tongue. Well, why you try to figure it out? I'm gonna say this. A lot of people, like I'm gonna say this, when we talk about Jordan being a goat, a lot of people attribute him being a goat. Because he was flawless in the finals, six and zero. Oh, that's a lot of times to go to the finals and a lot, and without losing. Right. And by also being the de facto best player in every series, like it was, I don't think it was close in any series. Honestly, who's the best player on that if court? If we're keeping it real, Jordan, you can literally say the same thing for LeBron James. In every out of all nine of those finals, you know, it was. Remember, a lot of people having debates. Back in when he like 2012, 20 not 2012, 2013, 14, whenever he lost to the Spurs, people yeah. was like, "Man, shit, LeBron is clearly, like, yeah, clearly." Like we, I remember watching ESPN. They was debating if you, if LeBron was to win the Finals MVP, even though he he lost, would you even want that? And we was a lot of people like that's yeah. that's amazing that a player played that for astounding that well that you have to bring that that, that she even had to bring that conversation up. Like that is a that's amazing. I personally don't think that that should be given away to the losing team. No, 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 I, no. Yeah, no. But I told, but I do get what you're saying as yeah. far as the significance of the fact that people yeah. even feel like we need to have a good discussion about. Yeah, this. we maybe, have to discuss. Yeah, maybe like, he is, needs to. Maybe he needs to get the Finals MVP. I don't want. I don't want that to happen. But I understand where they're coming from. And I understand. I, I do understand the argument where people say, even though I do feel like LeBron is just taking the East is has been weaker. But he hasn't flawed. Like, he just, you know, he's doing what we expect him to do. Like, nobody. Yeah, we can't. I'm like, you also can't fault LeBron for doing. Yeah. For um, whooping everybody's ass. Because you're in and you're out. Because like, he can easily do. lose. I mean, shit. He, honestly, he can't even easily lose. Because we see the niggas in the East can't fuck with him. Even if he got a team. That's they so... got Jordan Clarkson. They, you've seen how terrible Jordan Clarkson is. They got J.R. Smith. Yeah. This team is terrible. Yeah. That 07 team was terrible. Yeah. And he was able to wheel those teams to the finals just off sure, you know, LeBron being Le- LeBron, you Be- know what I'm yeah. saying? Being great, being go go Like that's what he's been doing. So you can't really just Cyborg Braun. Yeah, Cyborg Braun. I actually tweeted about that. I said Cyborg Braun finally starting the show, but he yeah, that's my argument. If I were to say if anybody would argue me why is LeBron a GOAT is just because of like you said, oh I remember, I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, you remember when we was talking about whether or not Joel Embiid in Carlton Town, which was better, and you was telling me, oh, Anthony Davis, why he's not the best in the league. Yeah. And you were saying being healthy is part of being good. Yeah. Being available is part of being good. And LeBron has done that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going that's in the positive for LeBron. Not really. And then another thing that he he's in a – there's never been a negative trend with LeBron. It's always been more – he gets better and better. Picks like I was, I was telling Jordan and Merrill that he just – Find some part of his game and add something new every single summer. I remember this. I remember the Miami Heat. They were tracking how his field goal percentage was going up every season as he was a part of the Miami Heat. Right. That was like, that's astounding. Damn, this nigga already shoot like fifty percent from the field. It's still going up. I think he got up to like fifty-seven. Yeah. Fifty-seven, fifty. I was looking at the stats the other day. Yeah, before he um actually left the Heat. That's that's crazy that you're gonna become that much more efficient. But the original point I was making was when we talk about Jordan being a goat, it's because how Dominant him and his team got put that in there. Yeah. Him and his team were in the finals. How great he was in the finals. How he always managed to show up even in losses. Because don't get me wrong, 
Jordan lost, but then Jordan never lost like LeBron did when he played against uh, the Mavs. The Mavs. I think I want, I might be wrong. I don't. I think LeBron shot like thirty eight percent when he played against the um, Mavs. Not the Mavs, but the Spurs in his first trip to the um. Word. Yeah. I'm at the. I'm at the. I'm at the. I'm at the fact check that myself. I thought I saw that the other day. I don't think he shot that well when he played against the Spurs in that series, which is understandable. But as in, in the face of a team that great, it's understandable that you might not play that well because they're going to hone in on you and force some other trash-ass niggas to do something. They, right. were, they were not that good, those other guys. They weren't. But then, even Jordan, I don't think there's any cases of Jordan not playing well even in the face of a team as great as those. But, um... And so basically, what people like about Jordan is you never saw a series where he was just terrible or he was just mediocre. He was always great even when he lost. Right. He, and then when he won, it was clearly by his effort that he was a leading effort. He was like the he was the arrowhead on the arrow. And also because he was a dynamic scorer, he was like he got ten scoring titles. Nigga came into the league and averaged twenty eight. Like the first year. First year in the league. Straight out of college. They have 28 points. Man, that's Goldie. That is fucking Goldie. Ten scoring titles, which I I don't think anybody has more than him. And then he also won a defensive player of the year, one of the few perimeter players to get it. Then he's won, I forgot how many MVPs. I forgot how many MVPs he yeah, had. I think he had one less MVP than he had finals. So five. It's five MVPs. Five MVPs, six rings. That sounds about right, yeah. Multiple defensive teams, multiple all-NBA teams. When we talk about player doing it all, Jordan showed a devotion to the offensive side and the defensive, and the defensive side. side. And when his early years, he showed he was more than capable of passing. He had a season, I think it was the second season, he averaged eight assists a game. I might be tripping. But I think second, third, one of them early seasons before Pippen came, he showed that he was a more than, he was more than capable passer. The only thing where I would say LeBron is definitely better than him at is rebounding. But like, and and three-point shooting. Yeah, three-point shooting, definitely, definitely, definitely. Shooting. But a lot of people don't typically care, look, care about rebounding until they want to nitpick about a player. Cause, but that's So basically, Jordan is the GOAT because of hardware with the rings, also from being dominant on offense, dominant on defense. A lot of people, And accolades. Accolades. Accolades is the most important thing. As for LeBron, it seems like people want to call him the GOAT. Not because so much of hardware. hardware. But he does have accolades. He does have accolades, but it's more so the feats yep. that he do. I feel like people think LeBron's the GOAT because of the things he's able to do with so little help. Because he's been, because LeBron has had help in his career, but there have been times when LeBron has had nothing and made something, made out, some of out of it, like that, taking that Cavs team to the finals. Right, because that was a team literally nobody would have been mad at LeBron. Like, it, it's it's kind of the reason which I kind of understood him going to Miami. He's so great that he was never gonna he was never gonna be able to draft help through like yeah, he, he couldn't have had a, a Bulls year when they got Pippen where they went. You know, I think they was a first round exit the, the year before him and they got like a. 15, 14 to 15 pick. pick. LeBron, LeBron teams never get that. They always get like 27 through, through 30. Yeah, they're the number one team. That, exactly. They're the one in the East that year. Yeah, so like he, so I understand why he left and, and then came back after they, you know, acquired some some pieces. In his fourth year in the league at that. That was 2007. He came to the league in 2003. Damn. Go did. Yes. Go did. 
And the fact that also with him having to average the most, he in fact that he out he'll outscore, out rebound, out assist everybody on both teams in the finals. That he that playoffs period. I think he's the number one. Is he number one scorer? Yeah, most likely. I think he's number one scorer. I think he's like number four on assists and like number seven on rebounds all time. Like yeah, all time yeah. in the playoffs. Like that's fucking that's amazing. And that's and like, but like I know a lot of people try to say, a lot of times like look at the stats and stuff when you look at LeBron. And so that's why I say that's that's kind of where the chinks in the armor come from when you want to make the goatee example. Because you look at Kareem, why can't he be better than Jordan? Now, but why can't he be better than LeBron? Why can't he be the goat? He is six time. He's won six um final. He, 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 yeah, he's won six finals. He has final MVPs. He has the most MVPs I think. Any individual players ever had? Nah, nah, Kareem. Yeah, I think he got. I six. thought it was. I, nah, I think Bill got like. Shit, I think Bill Russell got like eight of them. them MVPs or final MVPs? You or you talking about finals? MVPs? No, I'm talking about MVPs. I think Bill got like a bunch of MVPs. I have to recheck that. But I know Kareem has a shit ton of MVPs. Then you also he had he was number one all time scoring. He's like top three in blocks. He's like top three in rebounds all time. Like. If you look at stuff like that, like, why can't Kareem be the GOAT? I mean, I mean, most people say, well, he had help on his team. I mean, he can't help who was on his team. All right. But that's, no, why, that's not this. But that's why, that's why my point comes with LeBron. I think it was more the reason people automatically put LeBron over Kareem is because LeBron is able to do more. As far as, like, even though it's, 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 hard, it's fucked up to say, you know, Kareem, you're a big man. I need you to get assists. And I need you to do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, but LeBron just can do. Like I said, he can do every fucking thing. Yeah. So that, it's kind of hard to say one nigga who, which is why it's kind of just because because Jordan was like the pinnacle of basketball, which is why LeBron is below him. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if Jordan was just a tech, was about three quarters of the person that he is now, I think people would put Bron. Yeah, I probably would myself. Uh, put Bron above Jordan if he was just three quarters of what he really yeah. what he is now. Just that, just off the fact that LeBron can literally do everything on a basketball, like he's the pinnacle of a basketball yeah. player. It just seemed, it just seems slightly unfair because like even when I think about people like Hakeem who are like top ten, top eleven in scoring, rebounding, blocks, steals. That surprised me. I was like, a big man, top seven in steals. That's outrageous, and that's that's literally doing everything except being a phenomenal passer. But you know, Hakeem. A lot of people don't really give Hakeem all that clout. A lot of people don't. Question: Do you think Jordan would have APed it? Because I obviously I think his I think the Bulls was like the second or third round those years. Yeah. Jordan left. Do you think? Cause I was talking to somebody was asking somebody asked me that question because I don't think they ever met the Rockets in the no, finals, they did they? I, I they didn't, but I think they'd win. Well, I don't know because Dennis Rodman wouldn't be there to guard mm-hmm. um, Hakeem. Ooh, that's tough. Maybe not. I didn't have to worry. I didn't have to uh, worry about Coach Grant. Maybe. But not. who did, who was the who was the shit? Kenny Jet Smith. But this thing about Kenny Jet. Yeah, Kenny Garden Jordan. I don't think anybody on that. I don't think anybody on that Rockets Rocket team could guard Jordan and Pippen. No, I know they couldn't. And also, they I don't think any of them were like Hall of Famers either. It was just Hakeem. I think Hakeem was the only Hall of Famer on that team that won. Uh, Kenny Hall of Famer. 
Uh-huh. Kenny's not. Nah, Kenny, Kenny was like a role player. He was. He, like, he had like eight, nine points on something I gotta like look up. I got to look up that team. Because that team, a lot like, of people they're, they're don't like talk three, about that team. There were like three to four people better than Kenny on that team. I'm about to talk about that time. I'm about to go look at that team. People don't. I was looking at it one day because I wanted to know. You guys should watch the finals on YouTube. That whole finals? I think you can. Somehow who they play? They play. Who came out there? Was it? No. The, the Knicks? My, yep. Yep. Sound about Patchy right. Patchy Ewing and them? Yeah. Sound about right. Shout out to Patchy. Shout out to the Knicks. Shout out to The them. golden days. No shouts out to them niggas now. I think they still want a point. I think they go try and drop a point guard. They are again. Yeah, they, I've seen. Uh, just it, don't don't Colin draft Sexton. Colin or don't draft don't ruin Colin Sexton's career and don't ruin Trey Young's career. That's what they want. They won't want them to. So God. they gonna end somebody's career. That niggas got Moody on on the um, team. They have uh, Frank. Frank on the team. What was the point of even taking Frank? Then I just don't understand. But, um, I mean, it, I don't know. They could. I don't know what the point was. was that like. when was that when Field there? Was yeah. there? You know what? Yeah, that's the last person. That's the last person for your pick. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. They're trying to take the best available player, which one of the best available players? Nah, Dennis Smith. Um, your boy at the Hornets, Malik. Malik is still on the board. I want to say somebody else was really good was still on the board too. I can't remember who it was, but this is the last topic I want to talk to you about, Jacquez. Let's see. Nah, we're not gonna do that this week. Okay. No spotlight track of the week. That's why we, we keep we gonna try to keep this as brief as possible. Okay, okay. Because there's only like one topic left, and only one thing I want to talk to you about, and that's something we talked about earlier this week, and that is volume scoring in the NBA. Ah, oh, let's get it. This is something, it's something you want to talk about for a long time, and so my question is, what makes? But I'm saying, a lot of times when we argue with our friends about their favorite players. Who happen to be volume scorers? A lot of times when we criticize their bad games, they say, "But well, what do you expect him to do? He the only one that's supposed to score." So I'm, in my mind, from talking to them, there's no such thing as being a bad volume scorer. Exactly. So my question is, when is a volume scorer good, and when is a volume scorer bad? Kobe is a good volume scorer. Kobe shot league average, 45% from the field, while attempting. You know, 25. North, yeah, north of 20 shots a game. Yeah, north of 20 shots a game, which is acceptable because he's shooting at a a, a, a really high rate. Allen Iverson is considered, in my eyes, considered a bad volume scorer because out of all the people that average 30 points, his four to three, I know he had four, no, he had four. He had four seasons where he averaged 30 points. And his, all three of the, his, the three of those seasons, with the the at the bottom of that list as being the, the least of, uh, efficient. efficient, I think he shot like 41, 40, and like yeah, and yeah, 40 again. So that is what I consider bad volume scoring because that means you just at that point it seems like you just jacking shots yeah, instead of just taking you know good shots or finding or making like Allen Iverson like people like Allen Iverson and Kyrie Irving. I've never understood why they couldn't be. High assist guys, because they are they they quote unquote you know greatest two of the yeah. greatest handles handlers of all time. I never understood why they couldn't but break like, down a defense. I think AI is pretty good. He has some pretty good assist numbers. He only had he only averaged three, I think, for his career. I want to say. Ooh. Let me double check. Let that. me double check that. Double check say. that. But I know I told I totally get that with Kyrie Irving. I totally understand that. But a lot of times, like Allen Iverson's job was to be 
the score. And a lot of times teams would crack down on him in order to prevent him from scoring. So I understand that it's harder for him to score because of those circumstances. But does that excuse him when you go 5 for 25, for instance, in a game? Can you say, oh, that's okay because that's his role to be a volume shooter? I don't think, to me, like I said, I think a good volume shooter can have bad, can have bad games and good games. Yeah, and of it course, balances out. It balances out. Because a volume shooter tends to be a guy who has to take a lot of shots in to order get to, get a, you know, to get going, to get a rhythm. A lot of times he might start out 0 for 8. But because he's a bomb scorer, he can end up maybe um, 20 for um, 10 at the end of the day. 10, 10, 10, yeah, 10 for 20 at the end of the day. Because that's just how, that's just the nature of their game. They need to take shots in order to get themselves going, like Carmelo Anthony. Right. Which is why I think he failed with the Thunder this year. Even though I feel like he might not be that much better if he was somewhere else. But it was harder for him because he didn't have the ball in his hand to get himself into a rhythm. If he take one shot... He was he, he would get another shot for like another ten percent. Yes, exactly. So, to me, a good volume shooter—you could be a good volume shooter and shoot a good percentage. And even and even then, I don't think that I don't think that every t- every time. I think it's something that um. And it's when it gets gross. It's when it really becomes just like. Just terrible. Like when Westbrook took those, like, he took like fifty shots one game. The, the yeah. Game seven, no game. Donovan Mitchell got the niggas out there in six, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, game six when uh Donovan Mitchell beat when he took out the uh, Rocket. I mean the uh, Thunder. Westbrook shot like fifty shots. Oh, no, I would say fifty. It wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't that bad. It was like hey, you might you might you might be thinking about the uh, Rocket series last year. He had a game where he took like 40 some shots. I might. I know he took. I know that last game versus the. Because uh, you remember we was he arguing was, with Mero. He shot a lot. Because you remember he started out really fucking terrible like the first and yeah. second quarter. I think they actually won that game too. Or they did lose that game. No, no, no. You're talking about game five. Yeah. Where that was absolutely terrible. And then he just had that hot ass third quarter. Yeah. Fourth quarter. And he, won, he willed them to a win. Yeah. Yeah, I know and, exactly and what you're talking about. said he played. I mean, I was with Mero said he played well. And I said, uh. No, he still ended up shooting like exactly forty percent, yeah, or something like that. And Merrill said, "Well, he only shoots forty-one percent from his career, so that's actually good for the standards." And I was like, "That's fucking garbage that he gets a pass just because he's a, a volume shooter to shoot a really, really low, percentage, yeah. low percentage." It kind of said like this, for instance, role players. You deem them bad when they need to score in volume. So why is it that when you have a star? And he shoots in volumes, and he takes up, up, he eats up the possessions that other could be given to other players. Why is that more acceptable? Why can't Allen Iverson or a player of, of his ilk? Why can they take 28 shots, but only average 30 points, and that be okay? Why can somebody like you know West Westbrook take like 27 sh- shots and average 30 points? Why is that okay, but a player takes or a role player takes you know eight shots, but they only average 10 points? Why is that bad? To me, in my eyes, that's just as, that's just as bad. It is. That's bad basketball. And be honest with you, be honest, be honest with you. Um, and there's no, there's no way. You, you're all professional basketball players. No, there is no way that you telling me a contested, uh, either a come down the court early shot clock, jack three, or a uh, heavily contested pull up shot. Is the best shot you can get out of that position. There's no, no way in hell you can make me believe no. that. No, because at the end of the day, you still can run pick and roll. 
at the very end of the day, you can at least run a pick and roll. There's so many possessions where I've watched Westbrook, for instance. And I know it's going to be bad on Westbrook, but technically ain't that many volume scores in the league anymore. Now, exactly. Everybody's becoming more and more efficient. Yeah, in the 2000s, you can find a ton of players like that who's jacked a bunch of shots every game. But really, ain't that many guys like that because that shit don't work. It don't. It's not feasible. And as we see with Westbrook, that shit, it, it, being that type of score didn't help the Thunder at the end of the day. It didn't actually win. It actually didn't help the team go any further than it would have if he had been trying to be more efficient in my eyes. Are you looking like Allen Iverson? He was able to go to the finals because he had a defense that was so good that if he missed five shots in a row, they can get five, five stops. stops in a row and they can keep the score to where it was until Allen Iverson got going. You need a very specific team in my eyes exactly. to support a volume score. I don't feel like you can just be a volume score on any team and be good. You can't. And, and that's what a lot of people not understanding. And like a lot of people don't understand that when they see a they see a see a team like AI's 2001 team and they see oh well Aaron McKee uh, only averaged 12 points and Hakeem only averaged 14 points. Well, when you got Allen Iverson shooting 25 plus shots every other every game and he's missing what let's say what 15 of those shots. Yeah. Yeah, about 15. He's missing 15 of those shots. That's 15. Those are 15 shots. I'm not gonna say all 15 could have went somewhere else, but at least five of those 15 shots could have been made into a disposition. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's just um, you can't expect players to average more points if they don't get more shots. It's only so many shots that you can take within a game without it just looking Houston Rockets gross. Houston yeah. Houston Rockets game seven gross. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. Because at that point, they were just coming down and they just jacked up a shot and he got back on D. He then jacked up again and jacked super, super early in the yeah. shot clock. Or, well, late, I guess. I don't know. They was jacking at that point. I also think Carmelo Anthony was a good volume scorer. Yeah. I think, I think he was in, in his Knicks days. I like people make fun of him for jacking shots and stuff. More more, more in anything with volume scores, people like Melo, my own problem with him being a volume scorer is he took shots he didn't really have to take. He took a lot of contested shots. Like those Kobe shots that yes. everybody loves to show. Like when he pump fake and the guy like is literally yeah. on his side and he jumps up. And brings the ball to the right side of his body and shoots and makes it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an not even an amazing shot. He made that like that's a crazy ass like why wow, I can't believe he fucking made that shit. But then I'm, as a basketball mind, you gotta be like, why the fuck did he take that shot? shot? Yes. And you cannot tell me if that's the you can get that shot any time of the day. That's any time. That's why I said to milk ten seconds off a clock just to take that shot or to take that shot two seconds into the shot clock. That's not good basketball to me. And to say the volume score. Can just get away with that because that's just the nature of the Other player. Game. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that at all. Oh, and you can't, you can't, you can't justify just because. And it, and to say, all right, is oh yeah, it's normal for Westbrook to shoot 40, 41, 42 percent. Oh yeah, so we just gonna that's what we expect out of him. No, if you want to be deemed a top five player in the league, you should be able to shoot higher than forty percent from the field. Yeah, such as a LeBron James, a Kevin Durant, a Wardell Curry. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, who they got a fifth. But really, Harden and Westbrook, both of them barely scrape in there. Yeah. But they will never be above those other guys. Yeah. For the simple fact that they are volume scorers, and that they have to put up a, they have to jack a lot of shots to shoot that low percentage mm-hmm. that they do shoot, which is a thing I thought would change with Harden, with the addition of Chris Paul. Yeah. But it didn't. It didn't do you feel like Do you feel like James Harden's a volume scorer? I do. 
I do. I, uh, he, especially before Chris Paul. Yeah. Especially before Chris Paul. This year he was. He like he scaled it back. Some. He scaled it back some, but it was still, you know. But that's, I think that's also like goes that back stop to that the end offense is like their know. offense encourages that type of shooting. Yeah. Like take a shot, take a shot, take as many shots you possibly can before the you know before the, the buzzer go off. Yes, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But when James Harden, plays, James Harden in there is because he's, you know, we Houston Rocket. I don't want to seem like we just, you know, yeah, bashed on, yeah, real bias. But I, I like the thing is like I tend a lot of people don't see James Harden in that light. That's where I wasn't really bringing him up. But even with James Harden, James Harden can have bad games. If you're a volume, if you're a volume scorer and you miss, like, is it James Harden? If he go five to twenty-five, I don't think anybody will sit here and say, well, he had to do that. There was no, no other option. No. Game seven and game six, people will tell you James Harden played bad. Yeah. But they'll watch Westbrook do the exact same thing and say, oh, well, what else was he going to do? Perfect. Perfect example. Well, what else was he going to do? Or they'll, see, or they'll say they're AI team. What else was he going to do? Who else was he going to pass it to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's And that's, that's bullshit that people have that mentality for, for their favorites. For yeah. people that they like, they deem worthy of them liking. Yeah, that's, that's that's complete and bullshit. I just, and I try to get you know both ways because, like I said, Harden volumes tend to be an um, inefficient volume scorer at times, just like the rest of them guys we've been naming. But when they're good, you know, you know they're good, they're good. But you can't. And like I said, I don't knock volume scores. I feel like there's a place for them in the NBA. It's not very few. It's very few places for them now. But the, it's it's just the fact that I don't like the excuse that. At the end of the day, when they do play bad, oh, that's all they could possibly do. That's my that's my main problem with final scores is most of them tend to well, actually it's not even most of them. I'll say the only final scores who get away with that actually no, Kobe gets away with that. And his in Kobe's bad games, people use that same excuse. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe, uh, Allen, Russ, it's probably Melo. Not, me- not, not Melo. Melo. People, people shit, shit on Melo. On, people shit on Melo. When Melo play, when Melo ha- is inefficient as an um, volume scorer, people are on his who's a, who's ass. Nigga that but he about to, those are those three right there. Those three right there. They're the only three volume score I can think of. When they are bad, nobody really. People say, "Well, they a warrior." Oh, oh, oh you just hate you hate because you, know, you, no, no, you no, point no. out that bad game. If you if you over nine, what you gonna do? Stop shooting. You gotta you gotta have a. Uh, Amnesia. You you score. You gotta have amnesia. Sick. Yeah, man. Got that short term memory. That's fucking. That's no, nigga. That's terrible. That's a terrible way to. Even though you're not supposed to, don't let it. You're not supposed to bag on it. But you're supposed to be aware. Damn, my three point shot not falling. Let me get to the basket. Get some layups. Get some free throws. So the basket becomes wider, and I can be. And I then I can start making those three point yeah. shots. Unlike James, that's not what James Harden has did. James Harden just continued to jack when he was on that little 0 for 20 stretch of threes mm, this playoffs. Yeah, he no, he never tried to open up his game. Like that's what the the three point ball does. You when the the basket's looking wide for you, that's when you take threes. You're not supposed to yeah. just start up unless you wore their curry or fucking. Yeah, you know it's gonna team. fall eventually. Yeah, them guys. Law of average, say they got they gonna hit like five in a row if they miss five. If they miss five in a row. They likely to hit five in a row next. Exactly. So if, unless you're one of them two niggas, which is you're not about ninety nine point nine percent of the rest of the you know Please. players ever, then that's you. You shouldn't have that mentality that if I keep on shooting these threes eventually, because I'm the type of niggas you don't want to play. Like I was telling Jordan them, I made a hot take on Twitter. It was like an unpopular basketball opinion, and I said Allen Iverson is the type of nigga you wouldn't want to play with in the gym. 
He flashy. He shoots a lot of fucking shots. He athletic and he cocky. And he doesn't pass. He doesn't really pass the ball. Is that the type of nigga you want to play on, on your team, fam? If you no. picking up, that's no. not who you picking. And I'm not trying to hate, but that's exactly. Does that not exp- describe yeah. him exactly? And like I said, Allen Iverson, phenomenal basketball player. But I don't. Feel, I feel like by saying that he was an inefficient volume scorer, I don't feel like that's hating. That's just that's who Facts. He, that's who he was. That's what he did. Otherwise, if, you, if to say he wasn't would mean that Allen Iverson was like the best basketball player of all time. Because I don't. Cause what else would you bag on him about? He. That he's got can't say it's, he had the handle. He was he was small. He wasn't the greatest defender, but he, but he did get steals, steals and yeah. shit. Yeah, so like you can't. So you're gonna say he was just a great phenomenal scorer. There was no flaws in his, in his game. Then yeah, you you probably think AI hey, the best player ever, and we probably hate us. And both of, both of us are probably wrong in that sense. But do you think there's a do you think volume scores are just a thing of the past? At this point, I think so because I think the team of having one. Dominant offensive player with a defensive with a defensive team around him died with De- with Derrick Rose. Yeah, I think it died with him because he actually I, I remember reading a, watching the interview and he said yeah my type of player isn't really needed in the in the, the league, league anymore. anymore. Yeah, I saw that and uh I was like and I I really I wouldn't say Derrick Rose was, a, was he I don't I wouldn't say he was a volume scorer in his prime. I don't think I don't think so but that's the team was you was, know it was a defensive team that. that Depending on him scoring, he wasn't the volume scorer though. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to say he was. A I think it died scorer. when the Spurs started doing that ball movement basketball. Yeah, like yeah. we gonna just get the ball to somebody. As long as somebody is open, we gonna we not we gonna be we not gonna focus on defense niggas. We gonna focus on the best people making developing these players who are defensive players into being capable of like players like PJ Tucker. Who would have ever thought that PJ Tucker would shoot twenty? I want to say 27 from what he made 27 threes this this postseason. This, this postseason? Maybe I mean he's shooting like 40 percent from three. Yeah, like who would have ever thought coming into this series? Because like this year, because he Not, was, yeah, this year. That's what I'm he, saying. This year, he was like a he was like an average to below average three point shooter. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the Rockets said, "All right, we're gonna work on. We need you to do this." We gonna get you these wide open looks. Yeah, we think make, we think these wide open looks even is but better. But we all knew we also need your defense as well. Yeah, and I think that's the, the, the beauty behind the Spurs. They more so believe that the best shot is not the best, it's not the worst shot from your best player. Right. The best shot is the the most open okay. player on the court exactly. in his in his spot. And that's my and that, from watching them play and how successful that is, that's really the, how I view basketball. Yeah. I don't like. I don't think that getting a a highly contested shot from your best player in the first quarter, four seconds into the shot clock, is what you should want. No. You should you should find you should have an offense or run an offense that allows your players to get in their spots to take the best shot possible. And if they miss, you live with it. Question. All right. Uh, we was talking. Actually, I'm going to let us finish this. This is about the LeBron. It's about LeBron. So, I'm going to oh, yeah. come back to this. All right, well, what it was, uh, it was talking about the Rodney Hood thing and how people, how you were saying it's hard to play with LeBron. Yeah. And I said, I don't think that it's LeBron. I think it's Ty Lue and that LeBron's never had a competent coach. Because if you think about it, LeBron has never had a system. Nope. He's basically had the same. Remember that coach that said, what's your offense that you run? And, he's, uh, and he said, shit, I just get a ball to Chris Paul. Yeah. And tell Chris Paul Vinny, to do something. Vinny, Vinny Del Negro. Yeah, Vinny Del Negro. LeBron has had a, a, a string of Vinny Del Negros. Even though, uh, not Pat, Eric Spoelstra is a good coach, he had Dwayne Wade, 
post prime ish, and you had LeBron James in his prime, and you had Chris Bosh post prime ish. Yeah, he was just like y'all go hoop. So he didn't really make an offense for them. Whereas Steve Kerr did go and make a. He said even though I do have all these players, which I could easily say. Y'all get the ball and y'all make something happen. Yeah. I'm gonna make an offense for to maximize you guys and when you guys come out, yeah. and also maximize the second the others. Yeah. I think people LeBron need to has never had that. LeBron has always been it's always been get his ball to LeBron. Yeah. And let him work. And that's why people can't, you know, hoop with him. Cause it's like it's really yeah. hard to and don't get me wrong, having a the ball in LeBron James' hands is what you want. Exactly. Most definitely. But you can't it can also be true. That it's hard to play with that style, even if he gets you wide open looks. Because if you if you play basketball, you know that just being open isn't enough. Yeah. You gotta get a rhythm going. If, right. if you can, if you spend multiple possessions not touching the ball, and also you get the ball, you especially if you play, you spend multiple possessions not getting the ball and playing and busting your ass on defense. Yeah, that's the worst. If you ever been in an open in like an open gym and you play with a ball hog, and you down and you also guarding the best player, like that shit suck. Like yeah. and that got and that person's even if that man is hooping, like you don't really care if that man's hooping. But if they not hooping or they just being average and you busting your ass and you not even getting it's, a it's, shot, yes, you know it's hardening. Yeah, that, but in LeBron's case, it is, it's not so far as being disheartening. It's more so that you're not in the rhythm. Right. So when you get the ball and you miss. Be honest with you, it's probably hard on yourself because you know I'm wide open. I should be missing shots exactly. like this. So it bothers you because now it's so all this pressure on you. Like, oh, LeBron need me to perform. But you know, it's hard to because right. you aren't touching the ball. And which goes back to the volume scores or players who are ball dominant. Rodney Hood is not a spot up shooter. No. So for so expect, he had the ball he had the ball in his hand in Utah. That's the type of player he is. So to expect a guy like that to go from being a guy who touches the ball a lot to not touching the ball at all and just being able to shoot at people will. Don't, I don't think I don't it's another thing. I don't think people value JJ Riddick's and yeah. Kyle Corvers. Guys yeah. who can go forever. JJ Reddick can shoot five threes first quarter for the Clippers and won't touch that motherfucker to the third quarter. And if he touch the third quarter, I bet you he make that three. And that's amazing that he can do that and stay. His rhythm was span that long. That's now that's a sharpshooter. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. People don't like. Yeah, that, that's what and for people and people think it's easy to turn into those. See, people think a lot of people think that if you can shoot threes, then you can be that type of yeah. player. Yeah, nope. and, and that's not that's not it. The, not everybody can't span their you know rhythm. That long. I, I want, like, for instance, I want to LeBron do something like that. Do what? Like, just go possession, 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 and just shoot. Without without touching the ball? Yeah, and that's the thing we don't know. And that's something that if he were to go somewhere like Philadelphia, he'd have to learn how to do. Because I feel like Ben Simmons, you don't want him on the outside perimeter. Fuck no. You, you would much rather probably have LeBron on the perimeter. Ben Simmons kicking it after him shooting threes. I want to could LeBron be I, that 40% you, you would have, shooter. I would, you, at that point... You'd have to make some type of offense. You can't when you got a player like Ben Simmons who can't shoot, and then you got LeBron. You can't just say I want Ben Simmons to make some shape, and then I want you to pass out. That you got to run some type. Yeah. Which yeah. I will credit them with. They do that. That coach doesn't have an offense for yeah. the team. That's what I'm saying. Can LeBron play off ball? Oh, off ball, just period. Yeah, like I believe like, he can. Can you see like LeBron like run to the other side of the court? Spotting up somebody like you know they dragging the ball up from I, the, I, one I, corner and kick it out to LeBron on the other side and he spot up for a shot catch it and shoot kind of like what his shooters do on his team. What's your, what? Is, what? I need. To, we need to go back and watch what did LeBron do when in 2012 and 2013 when Wade had ball and in 2015 and 16 when Kyrie had the ball. He just slashed. Yep. He didn't. He didn't spot. No, not really. Not okay. from, from my memory. That's basically. 
and that's that's the thing that made the Braun and Wade pairing work was the fact that Wade said, you know what, you the guy, you have the ball, let me slash. And that's why Braun started dominating the ball more than Wade after that that Mavericks final. Okay. Because it, it was like, you know what, you need to have the ball. I can do this. That's why I feel like Wade, Wade seemed like a more adaptable player. Because you can talk about a guy who can't shoot learning how to play off ball. That's, that's amazing. That's how the Wade, top three shooting guard of all time. Yeah, man. He's had an amazing career. He literally goes out there he'll do whatever you ask him to. Off ball, on ball. Clamps. He, 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 he's there for you. But I think that's a good stopping point right there, Jacquez. We actually talked a lot more than I thought we were going to. But that's good. Uh, tune in next week. Oh, wait, 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 oh, wait. Oh, oh, got something else? I got to come defend my boy. Right, y'all talking a lot of hot shit about my boy Drizzy. Okay. I came to defend my guy. All right. All right. Y'all was fucking wild then on my mans. I don't know what you're talking about. Y'all niggas was wild and all last. So I was listening to the podcast coming home last night. And I was like, these niggas is fucking wild. They would bring up this shit when I'm not there. But I feel like my boy do got a banger. He going to come back strong. I'm not going to say Scorpion album of the year. That shit was wild. <laughs> That's what Tabor said. I'm upset. It's better than what you guys think. Scorpion already a classic. It is. It is. But I'm upset. It's not as bad as I thought it was off initial listen. I went back and listened to it. It was a lot better. And then I have J. Cole actually came to me in a car. It yeah. was me and him. He not J. Like, Cole the rapper. Not J. Cole the rapper. My homeboy J. Cole. He was like, damn, y'all really hate I'm upset? And I was like, Nah, I was like, nah, I don't hate it. I, at first I did, then I went back and listened to him. He was like, all right, bet, because this shit bumping. He said this shit bumping the wheel. And I said, it fucking do. It do bump. I don't say it does bump in the wheel. But, boy, that's some lazy, uninspired rapping. It was. It was. Especially especially to drop that in the middle of a rap beef. It was just that y'all said it was the worst Drake song ever. And I was like, oh, Man. no. What's, sh- what's worse than that, fam? My nigga, it's some shit on uh, More Than Life. That was pretty mid. I, pretty mid, sir. It's mid, and it's bad. That shit, that shit, that shit, pretty bad. I'm, we can talk about that off, yeah, off camera. Uh, yeah. I mean, off, uh, off air. Off air, but we might, I we just might, had to defend my boy a little bit. We might make that a topic in the future. What's the worst we've ever seen Drake? Because okay. because we know Drake rarely misses, so I feel like this will be hard. I feel he's like, been, but he's missed. I mean, a lot of y'all, y'all don't like that. I, I personally like views. No, it's see, the thing is, me. I don't think a lot of song on me, views is bad. I just think there's like, huh, average, okay. When I heard, I'm upset. I'm like. This this is bad. Like I don't think this is something I ever want played in front of me. Like views, I can hear it in the background. At first, when I heard I, when I heard about set. I'm thinking like I don't want that shit played anywhere near me. I don't know. I feel like if I were to be riding somebody's car and they played it, I find and I wasn't just paying attention. I feel like you. I feel I'm gonna do yeah. that one day when y'all you Mero and Tabor's riding in my car and we all talking about some shit. I'm gonna randomly throw that bitch in the play in the it's, playlist. It's mostly, and see if y'all notice that that shit played. It's mostly the words. Got a lot of blood and it's cold. We ain't gonna talk about all that. We not. But I'm gonna let you close out. I just had to defend my boy a little bit. They was wild, you know. I'm, I'm not I ain't gonna say I'm an OVO stand, but I don't like when niggas wild out my guy Drake. He got a bunch of flame out there for niggas to be shitting on him like that. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what we gonna do. I think we I think we like another week away? June fifteenth? Is it June fifteenth? I thought it was. We about a week away. That's next week, right? Hey. Or twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Alright. That's when it is. All right, tune in next week for another episode of the Pop Up The Bad Podcast.